Praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of the scriptures, let us turn to Psalm 42. Psalm 42 is a psalm that is a maskil of the sons of Korah, meaning it was used in the worship services by the worship leaders who were the sons of Korah. And many people say that uh, possibly it was David who wrote the psalm and handed it over to them, or it was written by the sons of Korah during the times of exile. In either case, this is a very rich psalm and it reflects the heart condition of a person who is experiencing an alienation from the presence of God and also they are being attacked by the enemies. The overall desire that is expressed in this psalm is a longing for the presence of God, an intense longing for the presence of God and a desperate desire to be vindicated from the enemies. If you see here, the psalm is divided broadly into two sections. Psalm 42 verses 1 to 5 talks about the thirsting for the presence of God because the psalmist has experienced a distance from God. And verses 6 to 11 talks about remembering God in the depths of their despair. If you see here, the psalm is uh, written as a lament and uh, it is very similar to Psalm 43. If you see the, the words that are used in Psalm 43 as well as the structure of the Psalm 43, you will see that it's, uh, this is joined along with Psalm 42 and it completes. Psalm 43 completes Psalm 42. If you, let's look at Psalm 42 uh, section by section. Let's look at the first section which says, As the deer pants for the flowing streams. Verse 1 says, as the deer pants for the flowing streams, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? The psalmist is clearly, clearly in a state of intense and desperate longing for God. He uses a very beautiful uh, word picture or a metaphor. He says, my soul is like a deer that is panting for the flowing streams. Likewise, my soul is panting for you, O God. When does a deer pant for the flowing streams? Deers are very often pursued by their predators. And as they are on the run, they get intensely heated. Their flank, their body gets intensely heated. And they desire to cool their bodies in a fresh and refreshing stream. In the time of pursuit, they are desperate for that water. They want to just go into that water and get cooled from that heat of the pursuit. Similarly, when the enemy is pursuing them, they hunt for the streams and go down towards the streams because one of the strategies that they use to escape from the enemy is to just submerge themselves into that stream until the enemy passes. Metaphorically, these are beautiful strategies for even a believer. When we are pursued by our enemies, when we are really feeling that desperation to meet with the Lord, then let us run to the Lord. The river pictures the Holy Spirit and when we run to the Holy Spirit and when we submerge ourselves in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, then we are safe and protected from our enemies. In the intense heat of the pursuit, whom else can we run to other than the one true living God? That's why in verse 2 it says, the psalmist says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. If you see here, the psalmist has got such a beautiful relationship with God that at the time he is not desiring any blessing from God, he is not desiring any benefits from God, he is just purely desiring the very presence of God himself. 
that is what a pursuit does to us when we as a prey are being being pursued by the predators whether it be spiritual whether it be physical we feel that intense desire and, and a longing to be once again united back with god and here samus says he says in verse 3 my tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all the day long where is your god sometimes when we go down in our life when we become desperate in our life when we are under the attack of the enemy this one phrase keeps coming to us in everything that the enemy does to us his taunt towards us is where is your god you are a believer but where is your god that question taunts us it irritates us it challenges us but dearly beloved the lord will surely answer for that question that the enemy raises the lord himself shall become the answer for us in verse 4 the psalmist what he does is he recollects the good old days he says these things i remember as i pour out my soul what is the battle strategy of the psalmist the one thing that he is good at doing when his enemies are good at pursuing him and attacking him the psalmist runs to the lord and pours out his heart before the lord and he says these things i remember there was a good time that he had there was a time that he enjoyed the fellowship with god there was a time that he enjoyed the fellowship as a congregation he was a person who was a worship leader and here he says i used to go with the throng with the crowd the congregation i used to lead them into the house of god with glad shouts and songs of praise he used to be their spiritual leader but now he is feeling that alienation and his soul feels cut off from god and as a result what does he do when we are under that kind of an attack when we are under that kind of a state where we seem to be alienated from the presence of god there's only one thing that we can do here the psalmist in verse 5 he says why are you cast down o my soul why are you in turmoil within me hope in god for i shall again praise him my salvation and my god beloved the truth is that god is near to us he is a god who loves us if we have repented if we have trusted him as our lord and savior he has taken care of our life whatever happens in our life is under his control and yet when our heart is feeling that desperation because we are not comfortable with what is happening around us it is time for us to start talking to ourselves that's what david does here here he says why are you cast down o my soul why are you in turmoil within me david has got a soul but david is now taking control of that situation it is troubled and without hope his soul is troubled and is without hope but david takes courage when by his spirit he takes charge of his soul and he commands the soul to hope in god we need to learn this lesson as well our spirit must not permit our soul or our emotions to govern us we are called to be governed and led by the spirit of god and not by our souls and not by our emotions which fluctuate with all the circumstances which go up and down but the spirit of god is steadfast and he calls us into that kind of a spiritual stability whereby we have to detach ourselves from our soul and we have to tell our soul why are you cast down why are you disquieted hope in god instruct the soul to hope in god for i shall again praise him the days of my praise shall come back because my god is my salvation 
and here it says the salvation of my face which is a beautiful hebrew expression that is used in verse 5 which says i shall yet see his face again and i shall experience that full salvation in his presence dearly beloved one of the terms that is used there why are you cast down that word cast down is referred by philip keller in his book about sam 23 he says the sheep tend to have a state called a cast down state wherein they will roll over on their backs they will fall down roll over on their backs and they cannot get back on their feet again unless someone comes and physically helps them and rolls them back onto their feet they will never be able to escape they may even die within a few hours or a few days we also sometimes get cast down in our souls but the shepherd of our soul the lord jesus christ he comes he once again restores us he keeps us back on our feet and he continues to lead us on the path of righteousness for his name's sake i thank god that we have a good shepherd who is intensely aware of the state of our mind and who ministers into our hearts so that he does not want us to be lost but rather he wants us to enjoy his presence and to be saved ultimately eternally after going through that initial phase of thirsting for the presence of god the psalmist now once again he remembers the present conditions that he is plagued by he is not allowing his soul to dominate and yet the present reality is there before him he says in verse verses 6 to 11 the overall mood of the psalm is he remembers god in his despair he says my soul is cast down within me this is a reality it's i'm not lying to myself the truth is i'm feeling pretty much cast down in my heart and therefore i remember you what is the best thing that we can do when we are feeling cast down when we are feeling desperate in our heart when we are feeling a kind of despair the best thing we can do is remember our god remember what he has done for us in the past remember what he is able to do today remember how he is able to take us into his presence eternally in the future he says here from the land of jordan and of hermon and from mount misar i remember you what are these names what are these places these are the lands of waterfalls these are the lands of troubled waters and life is pictured in this section of the sam as a turbulent water body which is shaking the very life of the psalmist he says at the time when my soul is cast down when i am going through turbulent times verse 7 he says deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls all your breakers and your waves have gone over me he says here the reality of my life is representing a turbulent waterfall now the breakers and the strong waves have gone past above my head they have gone above my head i feel as though i have just about broken but he says there in the midst of that deep calls to deep god's call for our fellowship is sometimes very strong during the times of the storms in our life we can have fellowship with god when everything is all right when we are going through a relatively easy time as well but especially in the times when there are storms the lord is calling us into a deeper fellowship with him remember jesus is the king over the storms of our life he is the one who is reigning over the floods he is the one who can 
still help us to reach that eternal destination he can safely take us into that eternal destination here verse 8 he says by day the lord commands his steadfast love and at night his song is with me in verse 7 he talks about the turbulence and the instability that is there in the storm but verse 8 he says by day the lord commands his steadfast love his covenantal love his unfailing love his faithfulness is commanded towards me and at night his song is with me dearly beloved during the day he promises his love and during the night he promises a song what does this verse mean for us when we are having a pleasant and a happy time in our life thank god for his unfailing love and his faithfulness but his faithfulness does not go away in the night maybe we perceive it lesser maybe we can understand it lesser during the night situations of our life but during the night the lord always gives us a song in the night so that our spirits can be refreshed and our spirits can continue to hope in the lord and to trust in him here he says i say to the god who is my rock why have you forgotten me even while he is complaining to the lord lord why have you forgotten me he is addressing the lord as his rock he is saying god you are my strong tower to whom i can run you are the one who is the strength of my life you are my rock and i am feeling that you have forgotten me why why do i go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy the enemy is there oppressing the samist how is the enemy oppressing by his words enemy is oppressing and the samist is going about as though he is in mourning and verse 10 he says as with a deadly wound in my bones my adversaries are taunting me while they say to me all day long where is your god in the present day what the samist is experiencing is the torment of the enemy and it is a reality but yet he confesses with his mouth that god is the god of his life he is the lord of his life and he says i say to my god my rock he addresses god as his rock as the portion as his stability in verse 8 he says by day the lord commands his steadfast love that's the time in the original text in hebrew it the word yahweh is used or yehovah is used there implying that we are addressing a god who is a covenant god he is faithful to his covenant and he is faithful to his promises and he says i will never leave you nor will i forsake you it does not matter whether he seems to be away from us the reality is he is near to us and dearly beloved as long as we can trust in his covenant faithfulness yes we know that the lord will surely deliver us at the right time may the lord help us through the meditation of these scriptures Thank you.